Welcome to another Arlington Baptist podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Hamilton. It's good to be with you again this evening. Well, tonight we're blessed to have another one of our members with us for a testimonial time. We've really enjoyed these uh, the last several times we've had members in. And from time to time, we're going to have them join our program so that you can meet them and hear their stories and their testimonies. Today, we have one of our real faithful ladies in our church, and I have to say and put a plug in for all of our women at our church that really uh, honestly do the brunt of the work and are the most faithful people at our church and do so much for us. Patricia Carter is joining us today, and Patricia's been here just about as long as I have. I remember meeting Patricia just uh, when I came on at the church about seven and a half years ago, and she has just been one of my most faithful people ever since. Uh, she's involved in a lot of different ministries. She wears many hats here at the church. She has a beautiful voice. She sings for us often in specials and our choir and different things that we do in music. Uh, she's one of our children's uh, teachers that is taught Sunday school, is teaching Sunday school right now, uh, has done children's church, nursery. Uh, she's here on outreach days and she's here cleaning when we have work days and uh, she just does so much, and we sure appreciate you so much, Patricia. Thank you for joining us today. We're excited about hearing your testimony. Um, well, let me start, uh, kind of like we always do, just to get a little bit about your background. Tell us, uh, Patricia, uh, how you were brought up, uh, you know, leading into maybe how you came to know the Lord, what your church background has been like. Tell us some of that. I was raised in a church. My mother... Well, I was part of a broken family, and my mother took us to church, um, but we didn't really have an active father figure until I was eight. Okay. And we were in church um, for most of my childhood, but uh, right around the time that I became a teenager, we stopped going to church. We had moved, and when you move, sometimes you don't have a, a right-of-way plug-in to exactly. a new church. And, right, Which True. that's, I mean, and once you stop, going to church it becomes a habit and so it's just Sunday after Sunday you know you start looking for a place and then you're trying to find that place and then you stop going and then it becomes a habit so for a couple years we were outside of church and then um, the Lord made his way into that situation and brought my mom and the husband that she had and the one that I would call dad brought him and put us to a place just here in Arlington. Mm. Um, it doesn't exist anymore because it's been so long ago. Okay. Um, not that I'm old. But <laughs> We don't uh, want to say how many years. But um, I, was, I stayed at that church until I graduated and then went off to a Bible college. Wow. Um, but as far as the times that I was out of church, I was out of church. It wasn't like, you know, we went to church and every day of the week it was a wonderful thing it was like you know we go to church on Sundays my mom loved the Lord but we didn't do throughout the week all the things that would have shown that we were church people you know um okay it was it was just going to church because that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. okay. Because she was raised by a Christian person. Yes. She's, you know what I mean? Kind of tradition and habit. It was, yeah, habit, tradition, mm-hmm. things that you're supposed to do. You know, you right. know when you're, when your people are trying, but they're not depending on the Lord to help them to do the things yes. that they need to. Because yes. you can't do it in your own strength. You have to. Amen. You have to be in the Lord right. for those things, that sort of thing to happen. And so, 
for me, that's what my upbringing was. Okay. Tell us about uh, your, your going to Bible college, going to Christian college. How did you come about uh, wanting to go there? How did that all transpire? Well, it, it would not have ever uh, come about um, except for the fact that when the Lord saved me, Amen. Tell and, well, go back and tell us that story then okay, first. Sorry. That's okay. Um, when the Lord um, started showing me that my life was being sinful, I had mm. uh, been, you know, it was in sexual sin. Mm. I was hateful and malicious and manipulative. Mm. A very, not someone who you would want to be around, but someone who pretended, who had been taught this is what you're supposed to do so that's what you do at these times and it was just one of those things where before the Lord started working in my life I wasn't someone who you would want to be around mm. because I just I was just angry I had been hurt mm. and I was filled with anger mm. and that controlled what my life was at that point in time yes. and because I had um the Lord had started, you know, when the Lord calls you, he's starting to knock on that door. <laughs> yeah. He He shows you the things that you're doing wrong. He Amen. shows you the sins. And, you know, we kind of feel like, oh, those people in the church are going to look at me like I'm so bad. But it's not It's not them. It's the Holy Spirit yeah. convicting us That's that right. we know the lifestyle that we're living is wrong Amen. and bad. And it's not the way we should be living. And so I had fallen under heavy conviction. Praise and God. it had been for a mm. couple of times because you know at first you know you're just afraid to admit to your sin right because you don't want right. to look bad in front of exactly. other people but you exactly. have to you have to eventually you have to eventually say that you're a sinner amen or you'll never be able to say that you're That's saved right. because you have to admit that you have done wrong and broken the law and at that point in time when the lord saved me um he had called me. It was, of course, I was listening to preaching. Yeah. Um, that was in a, it, it was actually, there was music there. and it Was Was it youth. through the church you were going to yes, that you were it, coming under conviction? It wasn't my church, but it was a youth okay. event from oh, okay. my church. So okay. we had gone to that youth event. Okay. And so, and I can't even remember the, the church. I think it was a, a big Baptist church in um, Dallas. In Dallas, okay. Yes, I think that's where it was. It was a big event that they had. All the youth, like a youth from, conference, yes, kind for of thing. like all okay. the all the churches in Arlington were invited to it because it was just a, a really big thing okay. to push for. And I remember the thing, the thing that, that said it is when you back then, back in those days, they have new scuba suits now. But back in those days, when you put a scuba suit on, you couldn't get out of it yourself. You always had to have someone with you, which was good because yeah. if you're swimming in the ocean. You don't want to be by yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you can't get out of your own suit, and it was that. That thing that showed me, I can't ever be good enough Amen. to come to the Lord. I can't clean myself up and present myself good to the Lord because it, it, it wouldn't be enough. The Amen. Lord has to peel that sin off, and he's got to do the work. It's Amen. not me. And that's, that stuck with me. Praise God. And then shortly after that, the Lord uh, began speaking to me and showing me things um, in very surprising ways. That surprised even myself because you know, <laughs> you know, you, there's a difference between going from reading about the Lord to being with the Lord. Because Amen. when you it's really good. know that He's really talking to you, That's it right. is jarring because right. He's really guiding your life because That's, That's what He good. wants to do. He wants That's to right. be the Lord of your life, and so 
when he started um, leading me to the places that I need to be, um, he started leading me to a college and the college was far away and it wasn't the person who was trying to get me into the college wasn't even trying to get me to the college. They knew I was a lost cause at that point because I had, <laughs> I mean, I had maybe just gotten saved. Like it was like a week before. Oh, and wow. so it, it like they were trying to get my friend who, you know, trying to get that person to go. Okay. That friend looked at me one day, a couple of days later and said, you should go there. And I was like, Pfft me at a Bible college and you know of course then the Lord was like uh, <clears throat> <laughs> he was I, tapping on I your shoulder saying you, you, you ought to go, go there go. Yeah, yeah I do want you to go there so um that's how I ended up there um because the Lord was like yeah I do want you to go there and I needed to yeah I mean I had been in the world so much that a lot it's of good. that worldliness needed to be filed off polished off the Lord Amen. needed to burn away some of that thing. And the place that I went to was really a wonderful, wonderful place that really preached the word. Great. And there's a difference, you know, a lot of times we can go by different names or whatever, but you can tell by them actually preaching what is in the Bible. Amen. So I was really grateful for that work and how they really started helping me to just really focus. I think sometimes we, in the world, we the distractions become overwhelming and we don't focus on the word and we don't focus on the test that it's a race and it is a test yes, and yes. anything can take you away or distract you from doing things that the Lord would want you to do and Indeed. so it's really difficult because you know and it doesn't stop you know it doesn't stop no matter what you are there's going to be temptations your whole life long. Yeah, yeah but um it was just one of those things where you know you can tell when the Lord is leading because he just makes the way so straight he provides everything things you never even thought could be provided just makes a way and that was that was how I, I got into the college wow wow that was a great testimony Patricia so many things and I'm always tempted when I'm talking to some of our members to interject but I don't want to do too much interjection she said so many great things I feel like I've already been to church today she said some wonderful truths I love the part where she talked about you know the spirit has to convict us and it's God that does a work in us to be saved and how he was leading you. And then you went to this college. How many years did you go, by the way? Um, I went, well, I met my husband there. So I was okay. there for many, many years. Oh, okay. Um, I got my associates. And then I, we ended up being there for like seven years. Because when we got married, I stayed there. Oh, okay. So okay, we were great. there for seven seven. I don't know. It was, so you did a four-year term in seven years. <laughs> That's what he's saying. People yeah. at the seminary where I teach at, yeah. too. Some of those students have been there eight, ten years. We say, you did a four-year degree in ten years. Uh, no, but I, I love how you described it as kind of like a like a desert experience. You know, after Christ was baptized, he went into the desert and he was tempted of the devil. Prepared. John the Baptist spent all those years in the desert prepared, being prepared by the Lord for greater work. It's kind of like it seems to me God might have led you to that Bible college to prepare you for future things in your life. Brought a lot of maturity to you. So tell us about you got married. You met your husband at Bible college. you want to yes. interject something about that? Um, my husband um, was the computer guy there. Oh, wow. And uh, I was convinced that I was going to be a single missionary. <laughs> and that I was, you know, that's why I learned how to work on cars I wanted to be able, if I my Jeep or whatever broke down in the middle of nowhere, I'd be able to get back to the people that I was ministering to. Oh. So I just, it was funny how we have those things. And then the Lord, um, I got married to my husband, Dean, 
and he also had a heart to serve in missions. And even though we've been on a journey <laughs> trying to get prepared for that and struggles and things that have come either way, it seemed at the time yeah. that I wasn't, I was confused. Like, why, why isn't this thing happening right away? But if it hadn't have been the way that it had been, I wouldn't have been able to be with my mom when she died. I wouldn't have been able to help my dad when he died. And mm. so the Lord wow. knew that in advance and knew Amen. that had I had been doing what I had doing right at that minute, that I wouldn't have been able to focus on the ministry. Yes. So the Lord knows more Amen. than we do. So we might think, oh, it's not going right and it's not the way that... I think it should go, yeah. but it went exactly the way the Lord thought it should go because I was able to honor my mom and dad the way the Bible says, Amen. and I was able to learn some things about myself and my marriage and my husband, things that you know needed to be addressed and needed to be worked on and needed to be, a, you know, the Lord needed to fix those things before, you know, whatever God has for our future happens, and He will guide where He wants us to be. Whenever that may be. Amen. Amen. I remember meeting your mother. I don't think I got a chance to meet your father when I first came here. Is that? Am I right about that? Did he pass away yeah, before you? My dad. My dad um, worked nights, so he didn't come to churches. Okay. Okay. But he passed away before, or after your. He. They. They passed away two months from each other. Wow. So. Okay. I. I apologize. My memory's a little fuzzy. Getting. I was right after I came to the church, but I remember meeting your mother. And she was a sweet lady. I remember her and Philip uh, from the church singing and, and sang together. And I heard them singing one time together. And what a sweet testimony she had. So after your time in Bible college and you got married and as you were going, uh, growing in your faith, you were part of uh, other churches or a certain church. Tell us about maybe leading up to the time you came to our church. How did your, your, your spiritual life proceed from that point? Well, um, like I said, I had been in college, yeah. And whenever I had, whenever I had been in college, you know, we have things called field ministries, and the field ministries are going to different churches in the community to yeah. prepare you to learn how to, when you're in other places, to learn yeah. to work with your local people. Yeah, that's because smart. it is a, it it's is important. a very hard thing, and so you might not be, you know, right next door to someone who's of someone of the same faith. So. At that point in time, we went to, um, I went to multiple churches each year because that's what our field ministries were. It was okay. part of our, it was part of our biblical schooling okay. to, to be parts of, learn parts of different churches. So whenever we left there, we had gotten ready to go on the mission field. We were um, about to go with a, a place called Rainbows of Hope, okay. and we were going to minister through that ministry uh, in South Africa and we had started to go for the orientation the Lord was working out because you can't when you bring your children you have to bring someone there with you okay. to take care of your child so I had wow. arranged I mean I had just had a baby and I had arranged for someone to come for two weeks one person to come for a month another person to come for two wow. weeks so that I could have that all mm. you know we were getting that all worked out and then the people um, which I know was the Lord yeah. said, you know, you have just gotten married and you have just had a baby. And if we throw you in the middle of an entirely new area. Yeah. South Africa? It could, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, that would have been a new experience. It, 
if we threw you into a new area when you're just getting used to being married and just getting used to having a child, your ministry could fail and it could re- reflect badly on our organization, which that is a logical thing yeah. to do. Yeah. You don't even know your spouse yet. You don't even know how to be a parent yet. I mean, how can you also do that? And the Lord could have made a way, but it was it was wise of them Amen. to make that choice because it ended up we needed to do other things. So while we were staying with his parents, waiting for the three months to end to go there, um, we went to church with him. Well, because my father-in-law is a pastor, my husband's dad is a pastor. And mm-hmm. so we just went there and we ministered there. I, I taught Sunday school there. I was in the choir there and all that, you know, business that you do when yeah. you're part of a church, when yeah. you belong you're to serving. a church, you're Amen. involved. Amen, you're serving. Um, so I was in that church and then my mom called me and said that she was, she had gotten um, cancer and mm. pancreatic cancer and she'd already wow. had it once and they know that once you get it a second time, it's just a matter of time. And so she called me crying and asked me to come down to help her. And so that's what we did. I talked to my husband and we moved down here. And and while we were here helping her, um, I just went to the church that was in walking distance to my okay. house. Um, was that here in Arlington? No. We oh. lived, we, my parents lived in Watauga. Oh, okay. And yeah, so we just went is. to a church over there, but it it was just it was just a church that I could go to because it was close. Yeah. In the times that I wasn't with my mom. Right. Um, which she did good for a while, but then of course she get worse and worse and you know, when you're taking care of someone it it, it really does you can't just leave. Yeah, you know what I mean? You have course. to be there to yeah. they get sick and they need wow. to be cleaned and things wow. like that. So um then after my mom died we had moved to Arlington and the Stewarts who are part of this church um, said, well, come to our church. And so we came here and um, I had been praying about where we should go and came here and um, shortly thereafter, you know, you became preacher here and I see how much this church is interested in missions and how they've already sent their own missionaries and I think that it is a wonderful thing because to me, in my own mind, I feel like if the Lord has called me to be a missionary in the future, whenever it's time, Amen. I'm already part of a church who's mission-minded. I love it. So yeah, when I love that. the Lord great. has my husband and I ready for when that time comes, whenever that door opens, then we'll know what to do. Amen. Amen. These are wonderful things. Thank you for that insight. So um, let's just go on and talk about what you're doing now. I want you to put a little plug in for your Sunday school. As I told you, uh, told the folks earlier, uh, you've done so many things and you're already involved in music a lot and things. And of course, COVID kind of changed some things at our church, like it did a lot of churches. So we're just kind of revamping and trying to get ourselves back on uh, a solid footing here. But uh, tell, the, tell the folks about the class you teach, a class of what age and, and how does that usually go? What are you trying to accomplish in your class and so on? Well, at the moment, uh, in our class, we teach up to the sixth grade, okay. little up to the sixth grade. Um, we're going through the Bible. We're going through Excellent. each book 
We're trying to not only just learn the book, see what a few things might be in the book that the children would be able to, you know, because sometimes we talk about stories, but we yes. the children don't know where to find them. Right. So I want to have a overall view of the Bible to where the children can have those Bibles, not just as stories, but these are things that really happened. Yes. These are things Amen. that, you know, you need to know where to find them, their address in the Bible, you know, where, where you good. want to look at these things. And the children, of course, are the best part. They uh, are always so amen. joyful. Children just seem to have a wonderful, happy spirit, and they always bring things to the table. They're so curious. They're just, they're always ready to learn and to ask more questions. Um, right. And just really dig deep into them. And the children are just really, really wonderful. And I think as we're learning through the Bible, we've gotten through the law, the history, and we just finished poetry, um, that section, and they've all got them in order. We use some popsicle sticks to make sure we can get them in the proper order because we're trying to learn them. And <laughs> when you're young, wonderful. it's not as easily to just sit down and learn them. Yes, of course. To memorize them, then they they just seem to be doing so well. I'm so proud of them. Um, but I think it's important that the children know that it isn't stories. It's real. These things Amen. really happened. Amen. When we meet our end, whatever that may be, we're going to meet these people in That's heaven someday. Right. We'll get to That's hear right. these stories face to face. And these really, really happened. And I think that it's in, it's important for the children to understand that one day we'll be talking to Amen. Paul and Peter and That's Jesus excellent. and Moses and Abraham. You yeah. know, it is, I, they just... They just never cease to amaze me about the things, the questions that they ask afterwards. The things that you wouldn't, <laughs> you, you wouldn't even think about it, but to children, it's very, very important. Wow. And so I just, I really, to me, it's almost, it's almost like it's a privilege to be able to teach oh, these children because great. they're such great kids. Amen, amen, Patricia. I thank you for your heart. We feel so confident that our kids are in good hands back there with you. Uh, Patricia's been teaching in some capacity our kids for pretty much as long as she's been at this church. But I go back there often. I'll see her. She's here early on Sunday morning back there getting object lessons ready and props and different things for her lesson. And, and the kids love her. And we are just thrilled that she's uh, teaching back there. And by the way, coming after our lesson last week that I gave on child evangelism and child salvation, I love what you said about how we, we don't want these kids to kind of do what, what so often happens, think that these stories they're hearing at church were kind of like fairy tales and nursery rhymes and so forth. These are real people, real events. Even though they happened a long time ago, they really did happen. And I love how you stress that. And that's one of the biggest things that we, we try to do at our church. We don't just put kids back there to be babysitted. They're not just taking up time or getting them out of our way. We're trying to systematically teach them what the Bible says about God, about Christ, about salvation. And so these lessons are important. Yes. Um, I think it's very, very interesting how um, over the course of the time that I've been here, they've really, really started to understand, you know, asking things for prayer and the Lord Amen. answering those prayers. And I think that... That's excellent. I think that it's important that we remember, you know, the Bible specifically says that he's the only God who hears and answers and answers. Amen. And I think it's important Amen. that we teach our children that too, that 
they their prayers are answered and man i can't tell you how many times the kids are just they just are so surprised and excited that the lord answered their prayer so just that's i just great. wanted to mention that too that oh, they really are just doing that. good yeah that that's excellent these kids are really getting it back there i can tell and and they're so excited about coming to church and we're trying to get more and more to come because they will be thrilled to hear the things of god they're not hearing it in the public schools sadly and so many families, unfortunately, are not uh, teaching their kids as thoroughly as, as they should. But we want to try to make up uh, that void and be a supplement, come alongside parents and teach those kids. Well, let me end with this, and we only have a few minutes left. Um, and I know you already are, are doing this, and Patricia has, has invited and brought people into our church over the years, and she has a real heart for people that are, are poor or having hard times in their lives. She's brought many people that way to our church. Tell us uh, some of the things you would recommend about Arlington Baptist. As you're meeting new people, you're inviting people, you mentioned how mission-minded our church is. I appreciate you putting a plug in for our mission-oriented uh, uh, outreach, how we love missions, love people, try to reach people. What are some things that you might add to that that would be good, uh, good tips about people coming to our church, why they would want to come? Well, I've noticed for the people who are here now mm -hmm. that are involved in our church, they're people who want to be here. Amen. They're people who want to serve. They want to be active in the church. And I think that that's so very important because, Amen. you know, sometimes we get tempted to just show up, be invisible, hear the sermon and leave, which... I don't think God ever wanted that for Amen. this church. He wanted us to he wanted us to be a people That's together. Right. That's and right. we're learning together, we're growing together, we're reaching out together, we're That's bonding great. in a way that you know helps us as a people. And I think that as a church that if it's not if there's no bond, if you're not bonding with one another, talking to each other, fellowshipping. Yeah. If you if you just show up and leave that's that's not what a church is right and i Amen. think the people that we've seen lately um for if you're talking about now um we're having fellowships they're people who are actively involved and in helping in the church and i think that that's that speaks in and of itself about what it should be and i think that Great. if you're looking for a church where you want to serve you want to you want to be part of a church not just attend a church, That's be part good. of a church. Good difference. Then I would, I would recommend this church because it's not about just showing up. It's about being part of the church, being active in the church, reaching out. And I, I hope that anyone who would be hearing would be looking for a place where they could serve the Lord or they could, you know, I just, I want to do something for the Lord. Then come here. Amen. There's always things to do for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, and Patricia has taken that to heart. She's involved in so many things. I love uh, the way you describe that. Church attendance was never the, the ultimate goal. Yes, we are to assemble together, but we're to be involved. Uh, Christianity was never meant to be a, a spectator sport. It was made to be involved and be our participant. And so that's a thrilling, a thrilling ending. Well, as we close, let me just say, I think uh, Patricia Carter and many of the folks like her really uh, summarize what our motto is, as a church is. And she's described it so beautifully uh, in her testimony today. And that is conviction for truth, but compassion for people. We have to have both 
And boy, I think Patricia really did an excellent job describing both of us. Thank you for being with us today, Patricia, and we look forward to hearing some from more of our members uh, in the weeks to come. God bless you all. Thank you for listening.